This is episode 368 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to another episode of Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta. And today I'm going to give you some tips on how to perfect your interview questions when interviewing pet sitters and dog walkers. I think this is a really important topic and I could never talk about hiring enough because I see so many people just kind of lost on how to actually interview people. They get in front of somebody, they either do all the talking or they go off of their gut feeling or they feel like, okay, yeah, I like this person. And then they say that hiring doesn't work. Then they give hiring a bad name. Then they say that there's no one to hire in their area. No one wants to work for this certain amount of money or no one wants to have a good work ethic. And that's just simply is not true. So today I'm going to try to reframe our brains or give you something different to look at, maybe a new strategy to try. And we're going to kind of take it from there. Things to consider, if you will. So the first one is all about ask about availability. Now, that sounds pretty easy, right? Like, Bella, why are you including that? Duh. Because here's the thing. It's not up for them to tell you what their availability is. It's for you to like kind of be a detective and understand, is this actually going to work for us long term? What I mean by that is, let's say it is now March and you're hiring someone and maybe they are a school teacher or they go to school. When you sit there and you hire them for a certain time frame and you know that the school schedule is going to change, it's up to you to say, you know, is your schedule going to change? Are you going to be more available or less available in the summer? Or alternatively, maybe you hired them in June and you know that they're a school teacher or they're in college or they're going to be going back to school. What does your schedule look like in September, October, right? You have to really think about what is going to affect their life and ask them about it because they might not be thinking as far ahead as you are. And if that happens, you're going to come back and you're just going to be like, oh my gosh, they said that they could have this schedule for a long time. Well, like, let's literally cast it in and explore what does that look like in September? What does that look like in July? Maybe they're hightailing it out and they're going to be on a month long vacation because they don't get to do too many vacations during the school year. You just never know. There could be other situations too, like maybe you live in a place where there's snowbirds, which means basically where it snows in their primary residence, they move for months at a time to another part of the country where there's no snow and where it's nice and sunny and bright. We have a lot of them in Arizona. So if you have a snowbird that you, you know, hire maybe in January, what does it look like in May and June? Are they going to go back to Michigan or wherever they came from? So to really, truly get to understand where people are, their availability and predicting if it's going to change is going to be something that is going to be pretty important. Those are just two different life examples. There are more, but you have to understand that, you know, sometimes people aren't intending to elude you or misrepresent themselves. It's just simply something that they didn't know to think about. So another one is ask behavioral questions. Okay. Now the difference in this, and there's a lot of people that try to get the same outcome, but they're like, you arrive to a home and, and I don't know why everyone asks this. If you ask this, please do not ask this question. 
You arrive to a home and a dog is laying on the floor, panting, obviously in distress. What do you do? Dun, dun, dun. Well, if they're the kind of employee that I want to hire, they're going to say, I'll call you and ask. That question is a great question for independent contractors. People who you cannot tell what to do. People who literally has to take it on as if it were their own. But employees? Mm -mm, No, it's not good. So when you give them a situation and find out what would they do, the real answer should be, I'm going to look at the handbook and manual, or I'm going to do whatever it is that you taught me to do, right? And so when you think of it that way, it's going to change your whole perspective. So when we talk about behavioral questions, it's much better to talk about a previous time that they had and then for them to reflect on it. So maybe something like, tell me about a time you had to handle an aggressive dog on a walk. What did you do? Or tell me about a time where you had a coworker you didn't like. What did you do? Tell me about a time where you had a really tight deadline and a lot of personal obligations. What did you do? Those are questions like situational behavioral. How did your behavior act? And it's going to help you understand a lot better who they are. In addition, if you really want to get crazy, one of my favorite ones, again, it's behavioral and situational. It's tell me about your last job and they answer it. What did you love about your last job? And they answer it. What did you not like or wish you could change about your last job? Then you do it for the job two times ago. Okay, so tell me about the job before that. What was it? Okay, what did you like about it? Okay, what are some things you would change about it? Okay, what about the job before that? Because you have their resume. Tell me about that job. What did you like about that job? What do you wish you could change? Now, the interesting thing here is that you're going to find a pattern. You're going to understand they like working alone. They don't like working alone. They like being micromanaged. They had a problem with all their previous bosses or they, they couldn't find anything wrong, which also kind of could be a problem. You're going to find a pattern, you guys. And so when you ask behavioral questions and there's something about in the past, like what did you do? It's so much better than if you arrive someplace, what would you do? Because it's really easy to manipulate that answer into what they think they want you to hear. Okay. So when you're relying on previous experiences, it changes the perspective a little bit and therefore will change the answer as well. Another one is ask questions that test the knowledge. So you want to make sure your potential candidate knows about the dogs they're walking or the pets that need to be sat. And so when you do it, I would say like questions like attention to detail or like how much of a, not researcher, but like how much do they understand things? In that respect, what I mean is when they go into people's homes, they're going to have to be knowledgeable about what the run of the house is like, what the pets are like, what their routine needs to be like. And so you're going to want to see that they're resourceful, that they're cognitive thinking, or what a lot of people say is common sense, right? And so you want to create some really great questions that test that. And maybe that even becomes one of your phases. I'd be remiss to say that a lot of the stuff that we're saying right now is conceptual, And everyone builds out their phases very differently. When I say phases, I mean like first round of interview questions, second round of interview questions, third round of interview questions, maybe a video, then maybe a 10 minute Zoom call, then maybe a 30 minute Zoom call. And when you lay it out like that and you have phases, 
Not only does the person who is interviewing for you have extreme respect for your ability to pick people, they're now rising up to try to impress you. It's not just easy to get a job there, you know, and a lot of you make it easy to get a job. But what's also happening is you're able to take your time to slowly, not necessarily time because you should get through all this within seven days, but you can go through this and you can examine certain parts that are really important to your company culture and really zero it out and really hone in on those individual things rather than have just a really long drawn out interview with 20 questions that's just all over the board. And when you do this, you can easily do it through Jazz HR. So Jazz HR is a company I've been working with since 2018, personally and professionally, and hundreds of pet sitters have also done it as well. They have done so well with us that they actually offer us 50% off their middle tier plan. They offer us a huge discount on texting, which if you guys haven't heard about texting, it's huge, 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 huge way to keep people engaged in the interview process. And you also get a hiring ad and you get job questions from me and you get a free one hour tech session with them to help where they normally charge you for it. So if you are interested in it or you want to get back into it, you just go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash jazz HR. All right, let's get back to it. So the very first thing that I talked about is ask about their availability, ask behavioral questions, and then ask questions that test knowledge. The fourth one I'm going to talk about is problem solving. And the fifth one is reliability. So problem solving is like, what would you do if, or one of my favorite questions I've come up with a couple of my clients is, you know, we're talking about time management, but we're also talking about reliability. So let's say you are driving out of your neighborhood and you see a loose dog and you are on your way to a doctor's appointment that you have been waiting for two months to get into. What do you do? Now, there's not really a right or wrong answer here, right? But the real thing that you're testing for is their problem-solving skills and ability and how they explain to you how they reached their conclusion and what was the factors that they were going through. So to do a lot of problem-solving, which does not contradict like the first one. And let me just address that really quick because when we ask like the behavioral questions, and I was saying, you know, don't ask like, what do you do if you come in and there's a dog panting on the floor? That kind of requires like specific knowledge for the job, okay? This one is like a situational thing that you could easily run into during your day and you're wondering how they are gonna process through solving that problem. So there's a lot of differences there. And that question too, just to kind of like parlay it into the next one, reliability. Ask a question that determines reliability and figure that out. You know, like how many sick days did you have at your last job? How many of them did you use? How often did you use your vacation days? How often did you fill in for other people? How often were you taking up extra shifts? Who else relies on you in your life? You know, things like that are going to help you determine how reliable they are. And if they're just kind of doing it just to get by or if they're doing it with enthusiasm in their heart. And obviously we want enthusiasm in their heart, right? So I hope this has helped shine some light and change just a little bit about how we can interview better in 2024. Because if it's not working for you, I assure you, it's not people that aren't working. It's you that aren't working. And I'm sorry if I just offended you, but I'm not sorry also because I'm your coach and I'm here to give you that stark advice. If it's not working, it doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It means that it's not working this way. And there are so many ways that you can help turn this around. I have endless amounts of free resources 
on my website. Go to jumpconsulting.net, top right corner, click on that magnifying glass and click on hiring or type in hiring, type in interviewing. I have blogs, I have podcasts, I have downloads, and then I have some paid stuff as well. But there is a lot of stuff out there for free right now. Just like this podcast right now, you can get so many ideas on how to up-level your interviewing process. Guys, it works. It is the only thing that is going to help you get out of the weeds and get your life back in 2024. And if you're not trying to figure out how to do it differently than what you are, if what you are is not working, then you're going to be in the same spot in 2025. And that would be a shame. So for any of you who have been, you know, hiding behind the curtains or, you know, hiding in the shadows and really been listening to this podcast a lot, and I have not met you, please let's talk. I would love nothing more than to learn more about your business, where you're at, and how I might be able to give you some resources, either free or paid, to help you. It is not a sales call. And I have told many people directly to their face, no, do not join the mastermind. Do not join Better Marketing with Bella because of whatever reasons. I only want people in my programs, my paid programs, that are ready to succeed. And that's okay. We're all in different spots of our business and our life. And maybe it's for you, maybe it's not for you. And if it's not for you, I still got a bunch of free stuff to give you. So, please jump on over to jumpconsulting.net forward slash 20, that's two zero, to get on my calendar for a complimentary 20-minute coaching call. Until then, I hope that you guys are keeping your head above water and really balancing the holidays and yourself pretty well. We had a great response, a great response from last week's episode. So I know I touched on some heartstrings there and just know that I'm always here for you. There is always hope. There are always solutions. It's just a matter of getting out of our own mindset to get there. And once we can get past our own mind, anything else is possible. The how is not the biggest secret. It is your brain. It is what's between your two ears. And I am here to help encourage you every single Thursday. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. This has been another episode of Bella in Your Business. Remember when life gets you down, always keep jumping. Bye now. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.